Hey, what's going down? It's Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast coming to you on December 11th, 2020. I'm leaving after a busy morning, Healthy Balance Chiropractic, helping people, serving the public. Apologize, it sounds like there's a little bell that is uh, dinging in my rear fucking seat here. That's my lunch clanking together. I think it's a spoon and an empty yogurt jar. That's what's going on. So, yeah. Today was a good day. Okay? Beautiful day. It's uh, 57 degrees. It's going to be a nice weekend. Therefore, I'm going to carve a bunch of wood. Make a bunch of cedar trees. Make a little bit of money. Make some people happy. That I enjoy. And as I have shared with you, I enjoy all fucking thing. I enjoy being a chiropractor, being a fucking teacher. There's the bell. Being a wood carver. I enjoy doing all this shit, man. I enjoy my conversations with people. Some outstanding individuals out there. Yeah. And on the other side of the coin, there's some absolute fucking anuses, right? We all know them. The yin and the yang, my friends. Can't have the good without the bad. Can't have some outstanding individuals without a few anuses smelling up the place. <clears throat> I'm happy to get out a little bit earlier today. At least it feels like that, 3 p.m. I guess that's about right for my departure Friday afternoons. It's for the best. Everybody checks out. Everybody just wants to go home at the end of the week. I don't want to be... And I want to go home too, damn it. So, close a little bit early. Get home before the rush, you know? So, the office is clean. The schedule is full. Christmas is coming. we got two weeks. And it'll be here. So that's exciting. This guy, holy shit! This is my fa- one of my favorite areas <clears throat> of, along this road. There's a two lanes that goes into one lane, and so people have to merge. And there's this guy. Looks like he's driving the truck from trains, planes, and autos with the guy, the uh, the cousin, or somehow John Candy's character knows the guy some through some business connection making shower curtain rings or whatever, selling shower curtain rings, and the guy goes, like clears his throat dramatically. When he gets out of the truck, the guy just accelerated an old Ford truck or whatever. Got fucking panels that are different colors and big loud exhaust. Accelerated past some uh, soccer mom mobile interesting. I had some good conversations today. Uh, uh, listen, I got a, a good friend of mine that I'm told is going to check out the podcast, listen to one of the previous ones that I did where I actually had a guest. And now, as I warn him, I'm just kind of rambling on, talking about things. So let's get in the meat potatoes here. Uh, we talked about how um, things have accelerated so greatly with, uh, you know, with that documentary that we had watched, the, our history, um, that people just don't know what to do. The change has been so rapid 
Oh, we talked about Moore's Law. So Moore's Law is that the computer chip technology, in other words, they, um, they embed those little circuits, microscopic circuits, into silicon or whatever medium, and that's what is the functional component of a chip, of a computer processor, right? Um, somehow that crunches all the numbers and does these calculations in, within the computer, and then as a result, the computer will do things for us. We can type, we can word process, we can control the various devices plugged into the computer, so on and so forth. So that's pretty cool. This computer chip technology, it was every 18 months, supposedly, it would double. So exponential growth in the computer industry. You think about that, that exponential growth that we have experienced over the past, you know, let's say 100 years, just for a nice round number. So our civilization has exponentially grown. You know, I just, I just read a study today that was talking about how there are more, there are as many synthetic materials, the weight, in other words, the mass of synthetic materials, in other words, things that man has made, has met the amount of organic materials. So the natural world, the natural materials that exist on the face of the earth, somehow they calculated that man-made materials are, are about, there's about as much of what man has made than what man started with here. And the things that were God, the earth, Gaia, Mother Nature, whatever you want to call it, provided us with. All those those raw materials. And I would like to be interested in find what is included. Like is the, the entirety of the oceans and rivers and lakes, is that all included? Uh, what are we talking about? But if it is, if we're saying that there's more, there's as much synthetic man-made materials as there are uh, mass in the oceans and the lakes and the rivers and streams and the Earth's crust uh, and shit like that, like, it'll be interesting to see the data on that. Anyway, we have a fucking major influence on the Earth on which we live. The technological technological advancement has been so rapid that we just we haven't really kept up. We 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 are naked apes, right? And we've been far more successful than we ever dreamed. And we've we've done a lot of stuff. We should be proud. And we've also done too much. We've taken more than we've given, sort of thing. So, I suppose we're talking about just the world as it is today and how, like, another friend was asking, well, what is it about um, the nativity scenes and how people don't really, they still call it, they call this Christmas, but they don't understand the story and the nativity scene and, and all that stuff. I think that everybody knows that story. I just believe, I just feel like, there was a time when that was all we knew, you know, was what was written in the good book. And as we have innovated and 
we've experienced this experienced this exponential growth by our own hand. The old, the the customs of old, they just seem old. They seem antiquated. And so, um, like for instance, there was a uh, I saw a thread online recently where somebody said, "Well, what about that nativity scene in the park? Uh, what do people think about that?" And inevitably, a bunch of people came on and said, that's always been there. What are you bitching and moaning about? Keep Christ in Christmas, you know, the holidays. Blah, blah, blah. And that person said, and somebody else chimed in and said, well, you know, I don't know how I feel about uh, on public land that we've got a display, a religious display on public land um, for the separation of church and state. So I think that it's, it's a fair question. And then also... What about the other religions? You know, is it okay for us to put a menorah up there as well? Uh, can we put up a Kwanzaa thing? Or what the other holidays? Like, to many people, Christmas is that nativity scene. It is about Christ. But Christianity, although people will say this is a Christian nation, because it was predominantly that when we started, and it might remain that, currently uh, it's changing and people don't like that change but is it asking too much for to have a multi like a unitarian display or something that like my buddy said well what about Christmas I said well oh you're talking about Saturnalia you know the, the pagan roots of this holiday right that this was something that was celebrated long before uh, Christianity uh, commandeered it. And Christ wasn't even born this time of year. So what the fuck is going on? Why are we... It's not... Just because we... So it's not exactly true to to life. You know? The story is kind of... The dates are off and there are some flaws and Immaculate Conception and all that stuff. I'm not trying to beat on religion. I'm just saying that the old ideas seem extremely antiquated and unbelievable when they are set aside the exponential growth and rapid change that we experience every day. Think about the things that we have. I guess most notably we can consider it in gadgets and all the things that we have. The other day I talked on the the podcast about technologies. Those are new things. If you can invent a new thing, something truly authentic, then hats off to you. But a lot of people would say, well, there's really nothing new under the sun. That's a quote. There's nothing new under the sun. And so maybe you'd get to develop a new take on an old idea. Um, but there's, so there's not, a, there's not a bevy of new ideas. But we still, I mean, I, there, there are people innovating. There, are people, there is a lot of change and advancement. And, and think about how far we've come. Like just in my lifetime with... Uh, you know, the things that we do, that we used to do, and now it's like, holy shit, like, you see an old, that like that old truck that I was talking about, that used to be, you know, that's a 70s or 80s model truck, and it's, uh, that was the norm on the highway, and now everybody's got these rounded and, you know, high-tech machines that we're driving, and with, with heated seats, and uh, the technology's better vehicles are more streamlined, you know, it's not quite the spaceships that were 
we thought we'd be dealing with, but it's there's been significant uh, rapid change. And so you look at people and you look at, you know, like I was talking to somebody today, there's <coughs> a nice red-tailed hawk sitting up there. Wow! Um, Um, the fuck was that talking? So rapid change is what's going on, and so people we just don't they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to like if, if I'm thinking about my my lifetime, the things that have occurred in my lifetime, and the change that's going on. Uh, it's it's amazing, truly amazing, and we all take for granted all the things that we have. And how things are increasingly electronic, and uh, we've got new shiny new uh, everything, new Xbox, new car, new cell phone, every couple of years, right? So this is all based upon electronic, you know, uh, Moore's law <coughs> and the computer chip rapidly increasing. Things get smaller, things get more streamlined. Uh, the cost can go down, like electronics cost way down from what it was while other things rise. It, it's, it's very challenging to try to wrap your head around um, the scope of this and, and to appreciate all these things while it's happening. The people that have been around for 50, 60, 70 years, they're always going to look back and say, oh, things were better back then. This is the way it was, and I liked it then. Um, and, oh, we used to have video games like this or things. We had Tonka trucks, and they were made of steel, and we did this. And uh, we rode BMX bikes, and um, and we wouldn't wear helmets. And all these things that are real, they're true stories. Life was good back then. You know, there were a lot of things that I remember very fondly about growing up in the, in the 80s. And to many people alive today, like the woman that I, uh, one of my first few patients of the morning, she's she's 80 years old. And she's living in 2020. And she showed me pictures of some work that her husband did, some uh, woodwork. Thought I might appreciate it, which I did. But I'm looking at the pictures and I see this, this house, all the decor and everything. It's grandma's house. It's the way things were in the way that they believe things should be. Although she's quite technologically advanced and very nice and all that stuff. Um, doesn't seem as fearful. I mean, she's got a cell phone. I sent her a message on Facebook about her appointment. So credit to her for adapting. For adapting. So it's it's interesting when you think about the rapid advancement and just how boggles, it boggles the mind how we just can't truly grasp it. And so the people who are very conservative, they just want things to remain, to, to slow down and to just, just hold on for a second. You know, I just had this cell phone and it works fine. Why do I need another, a new one? Oh, wait a second. And now uh, there's a problem with my cell phone. Well, because I guess things are moving so, flying so fast that now that app on your phone that doesn't jive or your computer that always worked good for you, now the operating system, Windows 7 is, or Windows XP or whatever, it's obsolete. 
and they're going to no longer have support for it, so you have to have Windows 10. Oh my God, not Windows 10, it sucks, it's unfamiliar. It's like a good example of what we're talking about, or how things are made. Oh, cars back in my day, when you'd, when you'd get in a fender bender, just a little dent, and you'd still drive right down the road, or this is the, you know how we lived back then, and it was fine, and now everything, you got to order everything, and now all the mom and pop shops are closing up, and it's big box stores, and Jeff Bezos, and all that, yeah, it's crazy, man, I remember department stores, and going to get your, your prom tuxedo there, you go on Main Street, and you get everything you needed, then the malls came in, and then the malls became obsolete when Amazon came in, and, and who knows what's next, it is crazy, and so we really feel like the only thing that we can count on these days is is change. That like things are going to change, and so we're either going to adapt to that or it's going to kill us. I've talked about this before in terms of uh, exponential growth meets rivalrous dynamics, and that that's a prescription for our demise, basically, because we're going to get too crafty and. We're going to build better this, that, and the other thing. Better cars, better planes, better bombs. And we're going to... Somebody's going to get their hand on the technology that normally only a, a, a country typically had at their disposal. And they could, they could end us. They could, they could cause exponential damage. I hope you see how that can happen used the analogy before with uh, we've got the spear we've got the hatchet we've got the, the broadsword we've got the, the, the rapier we've got the bow and arrow and the crossbow the uh, black powder rifle the musket the repeating uh, rifle <clears throat> semi-automatic and automatic weaponry you know we come fucking very far when it comes to constructive and also destructive technologies. So what kind of tool are you are you using? Um, I just want to spend the next couple minutes or so just providing an update on, uh, a little bit of an update on the podcast, Going Bananas, that I had recorded yesterday. So I have seen, you know, where we left off was that there uh, is a government, there's a shutdown of certain big businesses and, and uh, recommendations on what we can do and where we can go because the coronavirus numbers are large and in charge. And so people are scared about this and they're upset. Many of them are upset because they're scared. Most of them, I think. And I'm scared. You know, I, I don't like the notion that, that we're going to be pushed around by a virus, and especially by another human being, the government. Like, the the government going from way back, American history. Oh, fuck, I want that tree. Nice, big freaking pine tree. Damn it. I need another one dropped off so I can carve another bear. Um, I need to, I need to freaking team up with these uh, tree guys. 
just every so often drop a load of pine off of my land, you know, off of my land, I wish. Um, so, back to the founding days of our society in America, we have understandably rebelled when people have told us what to do or where to go or how to live, how to worship, all that stuff. Now, if you watch any of those documentaries, they will say, they'll describe it as, um, oh, well, you know, we can't went to the new world because who's that fucking Santa Claus on a three-wheeled bike um, with a road guard vest on? Um, so, broke my fucking concentration. It looked like Santa Claus. Um, so way back when, from way back when, oh, they always try to frame it as though it's all about, like, our choice and our ability to, to choose how we worship. I'm sure that there was some religious persecution and that the, um, the laws in society over there in Great Britain, the king imposing its will, the, the, uh, <coughs> the bureaucracy was telling people, this is how you should live, you gotta tell, you gotta, we're gonna collect your taxes, maybe the society was uh, quite cruel, you know, as monarchies are. I, I could brush up on my British history, but why did people leave Britain for the New World or Europe? Because they wanted to free themselves from persecution, and they wanted, uh, they knew there was an opportunity over here, and so, hey, we're going to start over. We're not liking how things are going. We're going to go to America, where there's limit, endless land and all this, you know, uh, seas teeming with fish and wildlife all over and uh, an opportunity for us, for a change, for a better world. And that's admirable to do that. But I think that they, it's often overstated. I suspect it's overstated, the religious thing. Like, oh, let's go across the seas so we can practice our own religion. Sure, don't tell me how to, how to behave and don't um, judge me and, and persecute me because of my religion, but I suspect that they wanted, the settlers wanted just opportunity in general, like more room to move, don't tell me what to do. And so they're rebels. And they, they left and they land on these shores and settled and eventually took what they wanted and everybody, you know, established a, a civilization here on native land, essentially. And we all know how that went for the, for the Indians. Um... And so now we're at this impasse with the coronavirus. We have that twinkle in our eye and still have that, that DNA at work in ourselves and our mind saying, all right, don't fucking, nobody's telling me what to do. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And don't, don't be the one. You know, I'll fight for what I believe in. And I love that. That's wonderful. But right now, we have 
are governors for the most part trying to make calls that are going to protect everybody, not just you, you know, not just your business or your, you know, your situation, your way of life. They're trying to help everybody protect us because right now is a time when we need to, to change our behaviors in order to, to save some people. Now, fortunately, I say this acknowledging that hundreds of thousands of people have died and more will due to the coronavirus. But this, as, as in terms of pandemics, so far we've gotten off easy. Because things like the fucking smallpox or you know, everybody be dead. And it would be a no-brainer that you need to shut down your business. The community would do that. The public would do that on its own. As opposed to needing to be told, hey, this is a good idea, let's know in in-person dining. So all this to say that there are some a lot of people. I'm seeing a lot of posts online about businesses that are saying we're gonna stay open for in-person dining. Um, it's the risk of violating and breaking this law, this mandate, this public health mandate is a lesser concern than they're shutting their doors. Because their livelihood will be done. And I appreciate that. And I, on some level, I admire these people for fighting onward. You know, if, if there were frivolous, if, if, if there's any sense that this is frivolous to, um, to be operating, or if somebody's doing something that is illegal or particularly risky, or if there is a, a super spreading event where people at a given location are like, this is where it's all coming from. If for, Let's say it's a school. Okay, we've got a big cluster of, in, of uh, illness in schools, and a kid dies. A teacher dies. A custodian dies, God forbid. Well, it makes sense that you need to shut that place down with force if necessary because you need to protect people. So right now, he's saying, the governor's saying, hey, you got to close down you know, bars, restaurants, gyms, and extracurricular activities. Stay home, socially distance, and don't go out there in large groups, which is a good recommendation. Um... It would be great if we could accomplish this without um, closing businesses down, you know, sparing people's livelihood or finding a way to support them. Now, I'll go back and say this much. If you took the pain away, the economic pain, that component away from... Took that out of the equation. In other words, you paid these restaurant owners and staff to stay home. If you did that, I say that it is very likely that everybody would be cool. 90% of people would be like, okay, you got it. How long you need me to stay home? You're going to pay me for it? Good to go.
because I think that's what people are worried about. They're worried about their livelihood. They're worried about putting food on the table for their family. This is their profession, and they're trying to preserve it. And I think that is admirable. It's an economic concern. I think everybody wants to be safe and doesn't want to harm anybody else. Either. But, uh... What they're really concerned about it most is their bottom line. Work is work. Sometimes it's hard and people would rather be at home, honestly. So if there was a way in the richest fucking country in the world that we can... You need to shut down my bar? Okay. You're going to pay me, you know, my revenue, my monthly revenue. You're going to pay that to me. And you're going to pay all my servers and I'll do it. Make it worth their while. Give them a tax credit. Give them some sort of relief. Absolutely. But there are individuals out there who are saying a little bit, a little bit louder voices who are declaring, you're not going to shut me down. I'm going to be open no matter what, and I'm going to go against your your wishes and your recommendations. Because I believe and this, this one uh, place, it's a nice country uh, diner sort of you know, restaurant, been open for 20 years, and they do a good job, they got good food, and it's a nice clean place, they're saying we, we can do this safely, and we're going to continue to stay open. I can appreciate why they feel that way, you know, and I, I, I support them, but <clears throat> if there is evidence that, you know, the people that are coming in there are not behaving um, or there, or there's an event, that's it. You know what I mean? This is why, like, I, I, I took shit, little shit yesterday. Not shit, but I had a conversation, as I, as I mentioned, um, with some friends. And they were saying, well, I don't think you should get tested every week. I've been doing it just because, even asymptomatically, I've been doing it just because I need some measure, some sort of indication that, that, that I'm doing everything I can. You know what I mean? Like, I come home to my kids after uh, working on 20 people today. I've, you know, that, that have 20 other people in their lives. The, the, the math on that is, is a concern. And so I go, I'm going to go into the house right now. I'm going to take a shower, wash my clothes. I'm going to, you know, get tested on a, week, on a weekly basis. I'm going to, we're... You know, everybody's trying to do the right thing. So the question is, for civilians and for business owners, are you doing everything you can possibly do to be safe? You know, I have a good friend who's saying, oh, I want to go down to, you know, go on a trip over the holidays and, and I want to see this thing and um, going to the theme park. I wouldn't be going to a theme park right now. But... You know, people have their their rights and they have their decisions to make. We all have decisions to make. I'm just saying, like, I know a lot of people, a lot of people who have received a positive test or have been sick with the coronavirus and they made it through it. Maybe they're strong, but you could pass this on to somebody who's not as strong. And you can be the one responsible for 
cutting this loose in your neighborhood, in your workplace, in your uh, group of friends, in your family. And that would be a horrible shame. I would be crushed if, if I was that person. And so the way I'm trying to operate is as safe as possible and as responsibly as possible for myself, but also for others. And I think that that's the right way to go about it. So, just to review, the progress in our society has been ample, has been astounding. We have done so much and accomplished a lot of good. And things have been, the, ra- the rate of progress has been so quick that our heads are spinning and we can't understand sometimes how that happened. You know, sometimes it's abrasive to us, the change and the way things are today. Can't believe that this is the way it's going on there. Oh, when I'm in my day, we used to do like this just in a lifetime. People were like, Oh my God. You imagine what the 80 year old person that came in today, what she has seen in her lifetime. You know, the, New text message from Lily OB. the people who have come and gone and the, the, the way that things used to be and now they've changed so much. I mean, credit to anybody for making it through. Like, it would be, imagine back uh, hundreds of years ago when things stayed pretty much the way they were for the most part. You know what I mean? We hadn't invented the automobile yet. We, you know, maybe the locomotive was the biggest thing. And even then you heard about that. Somebody told you, or you, you maybe somebody could read the paper and, and, and shared that with you. And there was no internet. There was no t- t- uh, cell phone. There was no nothing. And all of a sudden, a hundred years ago, it all explodes. And we got the telegraph and we got the locomotive and we got the, uh, internal combustion engine. We got we find uh, oil in the ground. We refine it to gasoline, and we invent the first computer, and we yada yada yada. I mean, just fucking on and on and on. And if you're alive today, you've seen a lot of these things. You you you're, you're old enough to know. At 45, I'm old enough to to appreciate the way that things were, a little bit of the way things were when I go on TV land and I see the Andy Griffith show or Bonanza or Lassie or something. I remember, I know what they're talking about, what they are, what they are depicting there. I I lived, if not in those times myself, I lived among people who, for whom that was their history. And now we're doing FaceTime. And playing video games that, and going on virtual reality and firing rockets into outer space and landing them back on freaking tripods and shit. SpaceX. So I think you're picking up what I'm putting down. I'm going to carve my ass off this weekend. I'm going to do some reading. I got a new book called The Bullet List. My buddy is uh, basically threatened my life unless I read it. He's, he also sent it to me. I'm very appreciative. Be making some cedar trees this weekend. If you would like one, please inquire within.
Huh!